0: Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results.
2: I'm gonna go out and buy a house.
0: Here she is, your host Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show and our super real estate agent, licensed realtor with Remax from Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hey, Mimi. Good morning. Hello, 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 Mimi. You brought a friend in today. Oh, I was like, I get to meet new people thanks to you. Uh, so my I
1: appreciate gosh. it. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. got our general manager in the house, Mike Vanderheiden. Hi.
2: Good morning. Hello. Hello.
1: He is like the go to person with all questions real estate. Right. Right. Well, a few. <laughs> yeah. He's the wizard of real estate.
0: Oh, see, I like that. It always makes it easier when we have a really good catchphrase that we can use with you, Mike, and that's going to make it easy. Because, Mimi, we're already t- like we t- we cover such a variety of topics here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show to kind of help people go. If you are this kind of buyer, here's the way that we can make it easier for you to navigate the r- waters. And so that's part of the reason why we brought in Mike today is to talk to a certain segment of buyers that maybe they're like, "Well, I'm this kind of person." Have you talked to me yet? And so Mike's going to help us out today, right?
1: Well, Mike is, uh, because he is the general manager of Remax Results, he comes to all of the different offices and he presents hot topics, right, right. Mike? I do. Mm-hmm. And so one of the hot topics that he's been presenting to the agents in our company um, that I think that is would be of very uh, high interest to our listeners here at my talk is the iBuyer phenomenon in ugly houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he comes to our offices and basically educates the agents about, you know, heck, what is this thing that we're hearing about all of us in the media and all that kind of thing. And so that's why we have him here, because he is one of the experts in our company. And so welcome.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate being here.
1: Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about kind of your background before you came to REMAX Results.
2: Well, I've been uh, in the real estate business now. This is my 41st year. Wow. Wow. Unfortunately. Oh, my <laughs> Quite
0: fortunately. Yeah. Because yeah. Fortunate, I mean, actually, anyway. I am very, actually, you know, that makes me even more excited about it because that means that you have watched uh, the real estate business change and evolve over time. So you definitely know how this has been, um, how things have turned into the scenarios that we are dealing with now as buyers.
2: Yeah. So we, do, we obviously, uh, when you do this as long as I've done it and a lot of the colleagues that I know in this business, uh, you do get some interesting perspectives when you've done it as long as we have. Uh, So, yeah, we think we can bring something to the table to help educate some of the newer folks that are in this business today. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Awesome. So, you know, we wanted to let everybody know if you have questions about this subject or any other subject in real estate. Give us a call today. The number is 651-641-1071.
0: That's 651-641-1071. We're always happy to take your calls. And this is a lot of those scenarios where... Maybe you were sitting around at home and you're going, I wonder if, instead of sitting there and ruminating it, ruminating on, why not get an expert advice? And that's what you can do by calling and being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show.
1: Absolutely. But I want to go over a little bit of numbers before we kick off the subject. And this is provided to us by the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors. And so for the week ending September 14th, our new listings actually went down. Uh, 1.3%, so not very much, and our inventory continues to decrease down 4.8%. For the month of August, our median sales price is up to 286000 so that is a significant increase over last year. And our days on market are also increasing to 41 days, and this is throughout the whole metro area. And our percent of original list price that our sellers are receiving is almost 100%, so we're right at 99% and our month supply of inventory is 2.5 months and what's considered a normal market is between 4 and 6 months of inventory so we are more less than half of, of inventory mike any thoughts on you know what's going on with uh, inventory levels as well, we approach we, fall
2: yeah we've been experiencing uh, low inventory levels now since the recession okay. uh, of 2011 and uh, th- there are a lot of reasons for that uh, but but the reality is it's something that's with us. It's kind of the new normal. Okay. And will be probably at least uh, from our perspective, at least for the next three to five years. So, so. it's it's a problem. Uh, certainly when you talk about uh, affordable housing issues uh, that a lot of the politicians here locally are talking about today.
1: Or housing at all. That's yeah. Right, <laughs> so
2: Mike and
0: Mimi, how does that, those numbers that you just uh, uh, shared with us, how does that change my experience as a potential buyer?
1: Well, you know, it, what it could do is it depends on your particular how how you are particular about okay. what you want and so if you're looking for a specific nugget let's just say what we call a needle in the haystack right so you want a perfect house in a certain neighborhood for a certain price maybe we need to talk about expectations but okay. if you're able to open up your mind and maybe move to different areas then perhaps you know your situation and your experience will be better Now, that time of,
0: you know, how long a house is on the market, does that change my expectation as a seller?
1: It does. Okay. Yeah, you know, about, I'm going to say six months ago, we were probably less than 30 days uh, days on market for our sellers. Now, as we are approaching into the fall, we've increased. We're 41 days. That's a significant increase as we move into the fall and winter. And it's more than just seasonality, wouldn't you say, Mike? Uh,
2: Well, we've seen a trend over about the last half dozen years or so. And uh, we don't know that we really have a good explanation as to why it's happened. But what we've seen is, uh, especially millennials, are purchasing much earlier in the year uh, than they historically had in the past. And so by the end of June, every year, about 65% of all home sales in the Twin Cities are done. Ah, okay. All right. And so once you move into the latter half of the year, and particularly in the fourth quarter, what you end up seeing is actually a decrease in the price of housing compared to what it was in the first quarter.
1: Interesting. So we tell people, you know, if if you're looking for a deal, if there is a deal to be found in this market, you know, the best time to shop for property is this time of year, going right? All the way into December. Because about the third week of January, around Super Bowl time, that's when we consider our spring market that's going to kick off. And that's when more properties are coming on the market. Sellers are coming in strong. They're going to get the highest amount of money that they possibly can throughout the early part of the spring. Right, Mike?
2: Absolutely correct.
0: So, yeah. Mimi, as a potential buyer, then when do I start talking to my mortgage provider if I'm in a normal scenario? You know, if I'm in a I, – I know we talk sometimes about if you're in a specialty case – Earlier is always better. Like, if you need two years to ramp up, then just go ahead and say, I need two years and start finding a mortgage professional, right? So,
1: what I'm going to recommend for our listeners is that if you have even had the thought of real estate, mm-hmm. that you call us at 651-578-2218, and then we can start the conversation about, you know, what's your plan? What's your long-term goals? What are your short-term goals? And then let us help you get connected with the right professionals. Perfect. So, Mike, um, let's just start talking a little bit about this whole iBuyer thing. Sure. Um, what exactly? Let's explain it to our listeners. What is an iBuyer?
2: Well, I think most of your listeners wouldn't have a concept about what does that term mean? iBuyers In fact, they probably haven't even heard it. Uh, what they have heard a lot in the marketplace here recently within the last year, maybe year and a half, is this term of guaranteed offer. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. That. Equates to uh, what the eye buyer phenomena is all about, and so uh, let's explore that just a little bit. The iBuyer buyer is is short for instant buyer, if you will. Okay, and what's happened is uh, since the recession, we've had literally trillions of dollars of home equity come back into the market. Uh, Harvard produces a study every year uh, out of their Joint Center for Housing Studies. And uh, at the conclusion of the recession, we had about $7 trillion of home equity out there. Today, we're up to about 15 and a half, right? So we've had a lot of money come back into the market. And so trillions of dollars gets Wall Street's attention.
0: Right. Okay, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, it's like, my goodness, how could we get a piece of that? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And that's what they're looking for, Mm -hmm. all right? Uh, So that's one way that they do that. the other phenomena about what they are is uh, these are hedge funds. And so Wall Street funnels literally billions of dollars to these companies who then are going to turn around and begin purchasing homes.
0: Oh, I always wonder when I hear the term hedge fund what it actually means, and I had never really looked into it. Yes, but indeed. it sounds very fancy when I see it in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: yeah, people yeah. that are
0: professionals
1: with money, exactly. Right. And yes. I'm also mm-hmm. glad
0: that you're explaining what an eye buyer was because I think as a layman, I'm going that must be like an iPod or an mm-hmm. it's, or something, but it's a completely different what I would have thought mm-hmm. based upon the term. Exactly. Right. Okay.
2: And here locally in the Twin Cities, uh, we have. Two primary, what we would consider to be eye bear companies that uh, that are active. One is a company called Open Door, mm-hmm. and the other company is Zillow Offers. And I'm yes. sure most of the listeners are familiar with the term Zillow, right? right mm-hmm. In terms of their home search uh, process,
1: right? Yep. And so those are the big players here in yeah. the Minneapolis Saint Paul Metro. Uh,
2: absolutely correct.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we come back from the break, let's continue talking about you know why. Uh, people would even know about iBuyers and what they need to know about it. After you do it. And we'll also take your calls. Again, the number is
0: 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. Remember, you can always go to MyTalk1071.com and use the keyword Red Hot.
1: So, Mike, we were talking right before the break a little bit about You know, what exactly an iBuyer is, Mm -hmm. and you touched on, you know, hedge funds and the recession and how much equity has been built up since we were in the down market and why these companies are coming in because there's a lot of money to be made. Absolutely. Um, So why now?
2: Well, two primary reasons. Number one, what we just talked about, the increase in equity in the marketplace. All right. And number two, there's this phenomena called Amazon. And so what does Amazon have to do with real estate? Uh, I, when I go around, as you mentioned earlier and talk to a lot of our real estate sales executives, uh, I'll always ask this question. How many of you have Amazon prime mm-hmm. and invariably virtually everybody in the room raises their hand.
1: Right, right. Right.
2: I think I'm the only guy in Minnesota who does not have Amazon <laughs> prime. You uh, don't, uh, I'm I, so
1: speechless. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you have it? And they're like, Oh, never mind. I don't no, need freebies. No, no oh, you I, never I've even never dabbled. No.
2: Okay. Well, Can't don't, don't go there then. What? Uh, the reason it's important to understand this is consumer expectation today. And that deals with, uh, you know what? I can order anything on Amazon and what do I know is going to happen? I know that if I'm an Amazon prime customer, I'm going to have whatever it is that I've ordered on my doorstep within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that is something that we call a, a standardized client experience. And so consumers are becoming more, uh, or I should say, develop a higher level of expectation to say, whatever I'm involved with uh, in commerce, I'm buying, I'm selling, whatever that is, why can't I do everything from my phone? Right. Because I do virtually everything from my phone today. And why can't I get it instantly? Right. Whether I'm buying, whether I'm selling. And so we have this standardized client experience. And so now Wall Street understands this. And so they say, look, we can make something happen relatively easy for a consumer particularly a home seller in the marketplace. And so since sellers have sort of tuned into this level of expectation, standardized client experience, it's kind of the perfect storm for this iBuyer phenomenon to come about and move forward in the marketplace.
1: Okay. So how does an iBuyer company actually make money?
2: Well, they make money four different ways. Uh, Number one, they make it on what's called the flip. Okay. And iBuyer companies hate to hear that term. Uh, They don't, want to be acknowledged as what they call a home flipping company, but but the reality is that's their business model.
0: And I think that we as consumers know about that because we love to watch all of those shows on, on HGTV and all mm-hmm. of these, on those networks about flip this and flop that. And so I know flip. Yes. I feel like I've heard it. Yes. Maybe, maybe I don't understand it appropriately, but I feel
1: like I'm like, oh, now you're saying words that I know, Mike. Yeah. So oh, Mike, it, let's talk about the practicality of that. So when an, when a consumer hears about this online, and they say, well, I'm just going to call and find out how that is going to, how would that look for me and my house, right? Right. So, what happens? So, the when you talk about the flip, so they get a quote right. from the company mm-hmm. on what they would charge them to mm-hmm. sell the house. Right. And it's usually lower than what they could sell on the retail market out in the open. Is that correct?
2: Uh, typically, yes, although they, they can uh, uh, manipulate numbers to make it look very attractive. Yes. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later in the show.
1: But the flip, when you say that, so the iBuyer company comes in, they buy it. Obviously, they're buying it for a profit, oh, right?
2: Well, to make it, a profit. It, hopefully, although I will tell you this, uh, since iBuyer companies are relatively new to the marketplace here in, in the United States, uh, and they have billions of dollars behind them, understand that what they're trying to do is they're trying to, uh, get their algorithms to become more exact. And what, what do we mean by that? Well, what we've seen in the marketplace here in the Twin Cities is a lot of home prices that they're offering to sellers are, as you say, below what we would call retail, what they could actively get for their home in the marketplace today, all right? And some of the prices are actually at uh, retail. You say, well, okay, so what's happening? Well, remember this, these companies are not local. All of these companies are out in California. And so when you're dealing with people from buyer companies, you're dealing with people in California. Okay. And so how do they understand what the value of your home could be if they're a few thousand miles away? Well, it's all based on mathematics. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So so it's the
1: same thing as like the AVM that people see online, uh, an automatic valuation. That's right. And so all of that that. is pulled from public information, Mm -hmm. information that gets recorded at the county, Things like that, uh, recorded sales that happen in the neighborhood. But it doesn't account for how your house actually is That's in correct. reality.
2: That's absolutely correct.
1: So when they come in and they buy it, let's just say that not, they don't necessarily make any money on it. But they're okay with that, right? Well, so they're, they've, they've they're, got deep pockets.
2: Yeah, they've got deep pockets, and they're okay with not making money necessarily up front because of one of the other ways they want to make money. Yes. Okay.
1: But in the flip, let's just say that they they take a loss. Mm -hmm. when they buy Mm -hmm. and the consumer is also going to be taking a loss if they buy that way correct that's correct and so the reason for that difference is so that they can mark that up when they go in they do a little thing they put some paint they put some carpet they do a few sprucing type of activities correct that's correct and then they mark that up for a retail sale so Mm -hmm. they make the difference in the spread that's right okay absolutely So that's how one way they're making money.
2: That's one way they make money. Okay. Okay? The second way is through what we call pre-closing services. And that's very similar to what any of our real estate companies uh, offer. And that is uh, you have to have mortgage uh, services available to your buyer clients. You have to have title insurance services to both buyer and seller clients. Right. Uh, There's. There's property and casualty insurance. There's, there are home warranties. So there are a number of what we call pre-closing service opportunities for income. And Wall Street understands that, and they'd like to get a piece of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So
1: your iBuyer companies is like dealing with big corporate executives at a high, high level where they just want to make the money. They want it, all, all of the services they want to be able to dabble in and make some money on each piece.
2: Uh, In a perfect world, that would be right. Okay. Now, it's not to say that iBuyer companies are uh, uh, not welcome to the marketplace and don't provide uh, a meaningful service. In certain circumstances, they do, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, But then you move on to the third, and this is really the big one for Wall Street, uh, the third way that they're going to make money. Uh, And the reality is all major real estate companies in the United States right now today are talking about this a particular item and that is what we call post-closing services okay in other words you've purchased your home or you've sold your home but more importantly uh, they're looking at buyers and so when you buy a home today what happens after the fact well now we have to furnish it
0: right? oh, okay. and so we
2: start buying furniture we start buying appliances we start buying what all kinds of services potentially whether it's yard services whether it's cable or dish or... It's all my HVAC stuff coming out and looking
0: at my furnace and my heating and my cooling. so,
2: real estate companies around the country today, including iBuyer companies, are trying to figure out a way to get out in front uh, of these uh, requests that consumers have and figure out a way to monetize those requests so that they're making money off of it. Okay. Okay? All right. Perfect. So, that's the third way.
1: So, what's the fourth way?
2: So, the fourth way is... uh, the way Zillow has been operating to date. And that is for the consumers out there who aren't aware of this. Uh, when you make a request online for more information on a particular property, say through the, the Zillow site, as an example, right? Uh, a consumer's information is then funneled to a particular real estate professional in that given marketplace. And Zillow charges a fee for that consumer information. Okay. And they charge that via a percentage of the sale once it closes. Okay. and So we call it a referral fee. Okay. And so the reality is that's why what you said earlier, Mimi, about them not being concerned about whether or not they make money on the flip. They don't. Okay. Okay. And because they'll make money one of two ways. Either they're going to make money on the flip or they're going to make money uh, with the referral fee.
0: Ah. So that they get paid for the lead. So they're like, well, we're good. That's right. Okay.
1: Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit more about the post-closing services. So everybody knows that as soon as you get into your house, the first thing you got to do is you've got to go to Menards or Home Depot. (laughs) Yes. I mean, (laughs) you just about, you know, go broke that Mm -hmm. first month. Go in there because you get in, you're like... I don't have a broom. Yep. I don't have, uh, you know, magic marker erasers nope. for my walls. And I don't have any paint. And I don't have any paintbrushes. And all of the <laughs> my
0: garbage cans don't match, you know, kind of thing. I need to get these things. And, yes. and maybe I want to put down the contact paper before I put all my dishes away in the cabinet. So there's just, it does, you know, like these drawers aren't the same shape as my other ones. My silverware doesn't fit. There just mm-hmm. seems to be a thing all the time.
1: All the time. Mm-hmm. So that's a big money-making strategy, correct?
2: Absolutely. And that's why I say that is the biggest of the four items we talked about here. That's the biggest one that Wall Street's looking at today in terms of where they see the real value of why they're spending billions of dollars to get into the real estate space.
1: Right. And so let's talk a little bit about how does getting an iBuyer offer actually work? And then we can quickly address that and then we'll come back from the break and we'll talk more in detail about it.
2: Yeah, Uh, very simple. Uh, people can go online to do that. I don't know that I necessarily recommend people do that directly, uh, based on our experiences in terms of what we've seen in the marketplace, but you can go to those sites and, uh, simply say, Hey, I'd like to get an offer. Right. And they'll ask a series of questions online that you'll have to answer. Uh, and within uh, a day or two, you'll have an offer from them.
1: Perfect. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue talking a little bit more about that and what an offer actually does look like. And we'll also take your questions. The
0: number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on my Talk 1071. i I'm Ms. Shannon. Mimi Shoneman is with us from the licensed... She is our licensed realtor from Remax Results. And we're going to remind everybody at the end of the show how to get a, a hold of you as well, Mimi. But let's just stop down for a second and tell them how to get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can always reach us at mnredhotrealestate.com or by phone 651-578-2218 and we remind people
0: that they should go to your page because there are these ongoing resources for people as they are starting the process of either buying or selling a home
1: absolutely and if you're looking for uh, free market analysis that's something that we do offer to all of our listeners so be sure and and reach out to us for that but we're very fortunate to have our uh, general manager Mike Vanderheiden in studio with us talking a, a little bit about his wealth of knowledge for the whole iBuyer, ugly house, guaranteed offer, all of those things that we're hearing about in the marketplace. Now, Mike, guaranteed offer, that's been around for years and years. That's not a new thing in the last several years, correct?
2: No, it's not. In fact, many years ago, back in the 1980s, uh, a lot of real estate companies used to offer what was called a guaranteed sale program. And they'd come out and effectively provide sellers' Uh, uh, an offer to say, okay, if you can't sell in the marketplace and you need to go, here's an offer uh, that you can accept if you choose to do so. Correct. And so it's been around a long time.
1: Yeah. Even when I first got my real estate license, uh, there are lots of coaches that talk about the guaranteed sale. Um, And so a lot of times uh, the person that's offering that guaranteed sale will put a a limit on how high of a price home that they would do the guarantee for. Mm -hmm. And, also, they would also offer a certain percentage less than what's the retail price out in the market Correct. to be able to do that. And then possibly also charge a higher fee for doing so. Mm-hmm. So that has always been out there. And so I think a lot of people think that this iBuyer thing is, is dissimilar to that.
2: Uh, no, it's, it's very similar. It is. Yeah, I, but I think historically the way the program has operated has been... Uh, more on a ma and paw shop level kind of experience. And so Wall Street's now coming in saying, look, we can do this in a much more efficient way, uh, and therefore we can cut a lot of cost out, uh, at least from our perspective, Wall Street's perspective, uh, which means that the money goes in their pocket, okay? Yes. Uh, Rather than necessarily into the consumer's pocket.
1: Yes. So let's talk a little bit about um, how getting an uh, iBuyer offer actually works.
2: Sure. Well, as we said, uh, you can certainly go online and request one. We don't believe that that's the best way to do it. We really believe that having a real estate professional work with you and obtaining those offers is the best way to do it because they are basically your fiduciary. They will objectively be able to review what it looks like going down one track, meaning the retail track. And then if you do want to examine an buyer offer, they'll be able to counsel you on what that looks like.
0: And every once in a while, we want to pause down and explain what a fiduciary, like how that is, is that you're going to have an intermediary that's working on your behalf Absolutely you know, correct. So, mm-hmm, and has your best interest in mind.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so as a real estate professional, when we're working with a consumer, we do owe them certain fiduciary duties.
2: Absolutely. Whereas
1: correct. if they went directly to the iBuyer company, what would be the situation?
2: Well, they're working directly with the buyer, so they have no one watching out for their interests. Obviously, the iBuyer companies are watching out for their own interests. Correct. Right.
1: And so because it is a, a huge corporate conglomerate, you can expect that, you know, there's going to be dollars They're, they're very concerned about the, the money piece mm-hmm. of it. And I, I, from my experience, the consumers that I've been talking to, their biggest concern is that they're being told that they can keep their house, you know, just live in it like you do and get the best money for it possible. And no problem, no inconvenience, but I don't really see it like that. Um, The way I see it is that, and and I've visited with folks where their house is in perfectly fine condition. It's going to require little or no work. And so why would you give up all of that difference in what the offer is to a retail offer?
2: Well, because uh, the iBear companies use two words uh, for what they provide to consumers. Uh, You're going to hear this a lot from them, and that is they offer convenience and they offer a guarantee. Uh, Their offers are are cash. There's no financing involved, so that makes it easy, correct? Okay. Convenience and a guarantee.
1: Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about what an offer actually might look like.
2: Sure. So there realistically are are, uh, four or five parts to the offer, depending on the iBuyer company that's uh, uh, coming to you with an offer. One obviously is the price, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, the price can be high, it can be low. Typically what we see are the prices are coming in below retail, and uh, I would say anywhere from about 5 to 10% uh, below retail is a fairly common number that we see in the marketplace today. Uh, so that would be item number one. Uh, for the benefit of an iBuyer company bringing an offer to you as a consumer, they charge a service fee. Uh, and that service fee changes depending on the marketplace that you are in in the country. Right now, locally here in the Twin Cities, uh, companies like Open Door, uh, we know that their fees are anywhere from six and a half to nine percent. Uh, Zillow offers their fees anywhere from eight to ten percent today, currently. Okay, so that's that's item number two. Let's uh, ta-
1: let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So. Whereas in a traditional real estate transaction, you don't typically see service fees. You see a certain percentage for commission. Mm -hmm. You see like the listing company will have a certain payout to the buying company. Mm -hmm. And typically you don't see a service fee. So when you're listing your property with an iBuyer company, you are being charged a commission, correct? And a service fee?
2: Uh well let's let's back up because they do two different things here. All right. So when you're selling your home to an iBuyer company, you are selling directly to a buyer. And so effectively there's no real estate intermediary involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the iBuyer company is simply charging you a fee for the benefit of getting their offer in place with you and you accepting their offer. Okay. Correct. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, a commission, from our perspective, is look, we work for that fee, right? We're here to help you. We're a fiduciary for you. We provide marketing services and we provide counseling services regarding the transaction. Okay, uh, so there's a difference in what that fee does, uh, depending on whether or not a real estate professional is involved or not. If you're dealing directly with the buyer company, correct. Okay? All right. Okay. Uh, so the third area is in the inspection. And typically today it's very common for all home buyers to get an inspection done prior to ultimately committing to buying the home. We recommend it to obviously to all of our buying clients, right? Correct. Uh, We we think it's a great thing. And so iBuyer companies do it as well. And so we've begun to see a little bit of a change in the marketplace and this is what's happening. Uh, Over time, if the iBuyer companies developed a reputation for always providing low offers to a consumer, Well, consumers would lose interest eventually and say, "Ah, I I know that they offer low prices and so I don't want to deal with them. And so what iBare companies have begun to do now is they'll give you the retail rate number. They'll say, okay, if this house is worth $400,000, we'll give you $400,000. And the the seller just says, my goodness, that's fantastic. Well, guess what? Uh, There is no free lunch in this marketplace. Okay. Okay. And so what they do is... Now they're going to increase their fees somewhere else in the transaction. As we said, there's the service fee. And in the inspection area, what they do is once the inspection is done, they monetize everything that's in the inspection that came back to say, hey, these are the items that need to be fixed, repaired, replaced, whatever it is. And they not only monetize those items, but they add a fee on top of that. And so this is where... uh, the iBuyer companies have really become very astute to say, look, we want to have a reputation in the marketplace, uh, that shows that we pay retail with me because the only thing, the only thing the public sees is the CRV value, right? Certificate of real estate value. Once a transaction sold, what's reported to the County, it's the CRV value, right? Right. What they don't see is the net, the final, the final number that the seller walked away with. All right. And so, uh, what the iBuyer companies are doing is they're padding, of course, that service fee number. They're padding the inspection number, uh, to a substantial amount of money. Uh, and then depending on, uh, uh, closing costs, and that's the next item, right? Now closing costs, you can't really get away from them no matter which side of the table you're on. You're going to pay those no matter what. The last item is, uh, uh, with Zillow offers specifically, uh, they charge sellers a $5,000, what's called holdback. Okay.
1: So this is all cumulative.
2: This is all cumulative.
1: So this is like one fee for this, that, and the other thing. Mm -hmm. So the holdback fee, let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So uh, what happens is that money is placed into an escrow account at the time of closing. Uh, The buyer, a.k.a. Zillow, has complete control of that money. The seller has nothing to say about it. And the purpose, supposedly, of why that money is held in escrow is uh, Zillow, Uh, checks the property to make sure that it's been delivered to them in the condition that they expected it to be delivered to them in. And if they find that it has not, uh, then whatever money they need to spend to get it to that condition comes out of that escrow account.
1: And so how do they calculate the holdback fee?
2: Uh, It's strictly a $5,000 flat fee.
1: Okay. So let's just say you have the inspection. Mm -hmm. That's done typically after the offer or before the offer?
2: Uh, It's done after the offer, just like any other transaction.
1: Okay, so Zillow chooses the home inspector. Is that correct?
2: Uh, They do, but they use a local inspector.
1: Yep. So the inspector goes and they inspect the property. They come up with, these things need to be repaired. Mm -hmm. And so then that gets presented to who?
2: That gets presented to the seller. Okay. Right? So they'll come back and say, okay. Now, so just like any other transaction that we're involved with in the marketplace, there's typically that second round of negotiation that takes place, right yes. uh, because okay, now we found these things in the inspection report, and because of that, we want to either have you sell or make these repairs or let's monetize what these involve, and let's reduce the price, let's do something else, let's get a credit back to the buyer, let's do something right to as account an offset, for the, account the for things
1: that. that need to be fixed That's right, okay. So let's continue talking about this in a little deeper dive when we come back from the break. All right. Make sure you're a part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. You can call us
0: at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. Mimi Shoneman is here with you. She brought in our good friend Mike Vander. Vander There we go. It's a very fancy name. And you have been giving us some great information, Mike, so we appreciate it. And we encourage you to be part of the show. You can call us at 651-641-1071.
1: So, Mike, let's talk a little bit about uh, examples of what we've seen as real estate professionals of certain iBuyer uh, transactions that we know about. Sure,
2: so uh, I'll give you two, okay? So we had, tra- in this probably about six weeks ago, we had a transaction up in, or I should say we had a listing up in St. Michael. And uh, this was a property that was listed at $375,000. And this was not our price.
1: This uh, was not what?
2: This was not our price. In other words, it was not the price that we recommended to the sellers. Got it. All right. Uh, this was a seller's price. And normally that means that it's a little bit higher than we think uh, they can probably get in the marketplace. Right. right? And the issue was uh, that this particular home was in need of some work uh, and the sellers didn't have the resources to put into the property to be able to make it uh, look as attractive as it should from a competitive standpoint in the marketplace. All right. And so uh, our agent recommended, how about if we look at maybe an open door, offer just to see what that might look like for you because we're not getting any activity in the marketplace or the showings that we are getting we're getting a lot of feedback to say hey you got to do some repairs here uh, so they obtained the open door policy or uh, offer excuse me and that offer came in at 351 mm-hmm. all right our sales executive advised the sellers to take that offer they did not Okay. All right. And so, at, to the best of my knowledge, that home is still on the market today with another brokerage. Okay. Okay.
1: So, do we have any information about what the service fees or the holding or the inspection look like or just that the net was 19000 different?
2: Well, the only thing we know for sure at that point uh, was the offer price itself because since the sellers didn't accept it, we didn't get into the next stage of doing the inspection. Correct. Okay. And so, therefore, we didn't have all the other fees attached to it at that point. Got it. All right.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, second scenario happened in Woodbury, and that was about a month ago. And our associate said this home would have sold for three hundred thirty thousand dollars all day long, easy in Woodbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, they obtained a Zillow offer that came in at three fourteen. With me. I am. Okay. Uh, and the seller took it. Now, why? Well, the seller was a single female in her 50s, had just learned that her elderly mother out on the East Coast had cancer and only had about eight months to live. And so for her, money was immaterial. Right. Remember, I talked about earlier mm-hmm. what do they offer? They offer two things convenience and a guarantee. And here it was. This was the perfect scenario for this consumer to say, look, I can get out right now get on with my life in terms of what's important to get to mom right to care for her in the final months of her life all right now that particular offer let's take it to its full end right so it started at 314 on a three hundred thirty thousand dollar home right it had the service fee in it of eight percent with me Mm -hmm. it had inspection fees of over five thousand dollars and it had the holdback at the end of the day that seller accepted a net of about $278,000 on a $330,000 property. So So that's a $52,000 discount, if you will, for the benefit of convenience and a guarantee.
1: Right. So let's talk about the convenience and the guarantee, or let's talk about the convenience piece, because I think that that's something that a lot of folks are really focused on is how hard it is actually to sell a house and get a house ready for market. Um, you know, so you have a consultation with a traditional agent and they're going to walk you through all of those things, what you need to do to get the house top dollar for your house, right? Absolutely. Um, so let's just say that you walk through and you've had pets. Your carpet is, is on its last legs. You've got scuff marks on the walls. We all know that buyers have HGTV eyes. And they need it to be spectacular when they walk in. They want an experience when they see it. Um, so it's just not that difficult to work with a professional to help you get your property ready to go. Now, there are lots of different ways that you can structure that so that you can get the house ready for market. So um, $52,000, Mike, that's a, that's a pretty decent clip for that price point.
2: I think most people would think so right?
1: yeah you know before we went to
0: break we were talking about some of the testing and the things that are going on and so we do have a caller and we always appreciate people being part of the Red Heart Real Estate Show they can call at 651-641-1071 that's 651-641-1071 so Lauren thank you for calling the show Lauren it sounds like you have a question somewhat about um, the testing and the the other inspections that Mike brought up before we went to break is that right
2: Uh, Yes, that's correct. Uh, I know one is uh, lead paint. Uh, That's pretty obvious. But what about older vinyl tile that, you know, back in the 50s may have contained asbestos? How can you get that tested, or is it even a problem with uh, selling? Mike? Yeah, so uh, today uh, asbestos typically is not a problem uh, if it's in a solid material like tile, like floor tile. Uh, The issues with regard to asbestos, uh come when you're dealing with the insulation normally that's wrapped around you remember the old what we call octopus furnaces yes remember those things and a lot of the uh, runs that came off of the main furnace uh were wrapped with insulation and in that insulation there was a lot of asbestos and if you tried to peel that off it would just kind of flake and float through the air and so it was those asbestos particles that were a problem uh and so if you have a property like that that can be problematic because uh, it's expensive to remove asbestos from a home like that. Okay. But if it's just, if we're only talking about floor tile, specifically, where it's embedded in the material itself, that's not a problem.
1: Does that help? Okay. With your your question, Lauren?
2: That answers it completely. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you for calling. So, okay. um... That was a great question. You know, I get that question about like uh, the particles that are blown in for insulation in the attic, especially like the story and a half that you're opening the door and you're like, ah, is that going to be harmful to me? So that was a good question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's circle back to some of the service fees and what an offer actually looks like for iBuyers.
2: buyers. Sure. Well, just to, just to reiterate again, you've got basically five issues, right? You've got the price reduction in terms of what the eye buyer offer. Uh, presents you've got the service fee that they're going to charge you uh, anywhere from six and a half to ten percent depending on the company Uh, you've got the inspection fees after the inspection is complete and what they're going to tack on with regard to that Uh, you've got closing costs and then of course you've got the holdback fee
1: and so if you're a consumer and you're listening to this mike um, what what, which things should be you be thinking about when you're you're thinking about at least looking at something like this
2: well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's really uh, in the consumer's best interest uh, to use the services of a professional real estate uh, agent uh, because, as we talked about earlier, they can truly be a fiduciary that's in your corner, uh, assuming there's a contract in place, right, to provide you with the counsel and expertise that they have and can give you with regard to, okay, let's look at both options. Uh, it's not to say that, as we said, an, an I buyer uh, offer is always bad. It's not always bad. It can, right. it can help in a lot of situations. Uh, but until you have some objective analysis, uh, between looking at what does this offer situation look like? If we go on the retail track, right? Mm-hmm. And I list it, put it on the market, see what a, a willing buyer is willing to pay or the track of the I buyer, right? Say, okay, let's call in wall street. Let's find out what they're willing to pay and look at all of the costs associated with that. And then make a determination as to which way we'd like to go.
1: Right. So in some of the research that I was doing over the weekend, uh, I came across an article about Las Vegas Mm -hmm. um, and how, because Open Door, you have your iPhone that you use to get into the house, correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. And they have that here. And so in Las Vegas, um, there's actually squatters that are targeting the Open Door homes um, because they can just get in with their iPhone. And those people are scamming potential renters out of their deposit posing as potential landlords renting the property out and renting the property and taking the deposit and it not being really for rent or for sale. Wow! So, you know, I think that when it comes to things that are online, I think you need to use extreme caution. Mm -hmm. and get a second opinion, wouldn't you agree?
2: I would absolutely agree.
1: Okay, so if you're interested in this subject or any other real estate subject and you'd like to talk to us, you can reach us during the week at mnredhotrealestate.com. And you can always find this show and previous shows
0: at our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.
1: Paying bills on time? Oh yeah. Not maxing out credit cards? That's what
2: I'm talking about. Learning what credit utilization is? Yes, give yourself credit. You can reach some pretty big goals like home ownership by taking small steps like
1: those to build up your credit. Get started by leveling up your credit knowledge at fanniemae.com/slash credit education. That's fanniemae.com/slash credit education.
2: Home ownership, here you come. Hey. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long-life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Right.